You are listening to Vintage House on WNUR with DJ Lori Branch, Kevin Mega McFall, and Lauren Lowry. Welcome to the Vintage House Show and podcast powered by Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation. I'm DJ Lori Branch, and tonight our special guests are Executive Suite, Pat McCombs, Vera Washington, and DJ Sharon Webb. In the 80s, Executive Suite was the premier promotion group hosting some of Chicago's hottest all-girls parties featuring the best house music in the city. And so you guys decided you're going to throw parties. Yes, mm-hmm. parties for women. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you want to do this? Because we needed somewhere to go and meet other women like ourselves. Were the spaces that were in existence not adequate? They, they, were, they weren't really my cup of tea. Helen's and... Um, the Mark Three, it was a very rough, rough grind. So you wanted yeah. you. That's right. why you said you put executive suite. Right. So this there. was you were trying to get a certain class, a certain class of women right. who would come, mm-hmm. professional, what professional, have you. What whatever. was it? What was the typical patron like in your first few parties? Damn. Do you remember the first party? I wasn't at the first party. They, I got on well, later. When, you, when later. you came in, do you remember the first time you guys did a party together? Well, the first time I did a party with them, it was on 73rd and Cottage Grove. I cannot remember the, the name. Bitter the, the, the Bitter End. The Bitter End. I remember the Bitter End. The Bitter End. Okay, the Bitter, bitter End. And they raided the place. And they raided us. Now, Wayne there, went to jail that night, just to let you know, because he'll tell you in this story. Who went to jail? Wayne. 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 He Wayne was out there to bond him out. It was a juice bar. So Wayne was your DJ? Yes, yeah. Wayne was our DJ. Okay. Then. At the Bitter End. I remember that. I used to go to the Bitter End. So, yeah, you know, I remember that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, because you know, it was me and like five guys. That was like yeah. we rolled to that way, you know. Yeah. And remember it was the like B- the girl B-O-B. in the middle of yeah. Yeah. I remember all that. Yes. Well Leonard Leonard uh Roy claims uh we were talking about Leonard earlier. He claims that uh the bit that the bitter bitter end was well he was a DJ there for a minute too and he put a sign in the window that said we played how we play house music. Okay. okay. <laughs> you probably did. Yeah, and there. that might have been the did, first time. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, y'all we don't remember. But, but he claimed but he did claim that Wayne never played at the bitter end and Wayne And Wayne did Wayne play at the bitter end. Oh, yes. Okay. All right, Leonard if you're watching story. we'll we'll talk later. I can't read the comments right now because the thing is too far away. But I promise to get to all of your comments uh, as soon as we post this. Um, so please chime in. We'll have a conversation post show. <laughs> we'll have the second part of the conversation af- offline. I'd like to interject though. The please. fact is that a lot of times these places would be under different management. Yes. So there's a possibility that he did do what he did. But in the process, when we were there, yes. when we rented the spot, that's what we did. When, so when I don't know. When were you doing, what time, was it like Monday, Friday? What, when was your parties? Very much weekends, Friday night right. or Saturdays. Right. Uh, we remember, did. we did a lot of stuff during a... the week, like Mon- like on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. a Friday, and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we looked up on a Saturday. Right. Or Friday, I mean. Right. I want to take, yeah. t- take, the talk or take our viewers through an experience. So um, I remember what it was like to go to a boys' clubs and straight clubs and all that and had a boyfriend in high school and all. And the first time I went to a lesbian bar, it was such a mind kind of blowing experience for me. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about like, what was it like when you when you first started offering you know this this option for for women? What was it like for you? 
Like, walk us through that experience. Now, when they asked me to join, I decided to do it because I had had an, an encounter with lesbian discrimination from Augie's and CK's bar on the north side. Yes, I recall. So I was really anxious to really get involved in being, having women events. Yes. Because of the discrimination of the bars on the north side. Mm -hmm. So it was very, to me, it Mm -hmm. was imperative that we try to form our own social type atmosphere Mm -hmm. for women of color. Right. Professional women of color. And kind of undercover because we didn't, we never said we were lesbians because at the time you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't come out, you as couldn't lesbians. come out as lesbians. But the word, like we spread the word through word of mouth. We okay. didn't have social media, no. So it was through word of mouth, mm-hmm. and we, at every party, we would have people sign a list, and mailing that formed list. our mailing list for us to send out in- invites. Okay. So that's how we kind of built on that. Yeah. But initially, it. It became imperative that we have quality events for women of color, right? Because we didn't have many places to go, right? Of course, of course. So, so what? Tell tell me how it felt. I mean, did you, you had your first big night? Do you remember that? It felt wonderful it because we were good. among our peers, our peers <laughs> and beautiful women. And beautiful women. Was there dating going on? Of course, hooking yes. up. Of all that, all that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a feel for it. Like, well, you know, yeah. Each party had certain themes. That's another thing. Okay. We had themes. We had, mm-hmm. and so we would have it where uh, uh, we would have people like uh, meet up, and we'd have uh, well, that was later on because I did a lot of thematic stuff. But yeah. but yeah, it, that's how you would meet and socialize and interact. And, and then little Vera came into the picture. Well, (laughs) she came in, this was around 82. Okay. When, uh... That's probably when I first started coming to your parties um, around that time, yeah. Pam ended up moving back. Well, uh, Sharon, we had kind of parted ways. Mm -hmm. And Pam, Pam and I got together. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then she had family issues and had to move back to Virginia. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when she moved back, that left me by myself. So I said, I'm not giving parties by myself. Right. So what I did is I had a contest and I had a party. And the person who sold the most tickets, which turned out to be Vera, because she was Pam's lover. Right. <laughs> and it worked out. And it just worked and out because she was around for every all our meets and everything because mm-hmm. she was family. She, she was already initiated. Right, initiated. right. So that's how we started together. So wait a minute, party. she won the contest. She won the contest. So you want you sold the most tickets. Tickets and for so the event that I, I love had. this. So whoever sold the most tickets got to work with you. That's right. She bad. <laughs> Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. <laughs> Thought you knew, right? Great, that's how that that's great quality. Talking. So then we so started. You won. Doing our thing. Okay. So how did that feel, Miss Vera? Um, I felt like I was the shit. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, it felt good because, like I said, I was always around. She Sharon. was always around anyway. She was yeah. around Don't us. Okay. Did I do All right. Oh. No, you're good. Oh, no okay. S words. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no, no. You're good. It's after 10. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it was in the song. It was in the song. Okay, listen. Uh, so I got distracted. <laughs> so you thought you were the bomb. Mm -hmm. You was feeling yourself. Feeling now you was Pat McCombs' partner. I mean, business partner. The, the diva. The diva. <laughs> and how did you feel about Miss Vera becoming your partner? Your business well, she's partner. good at selling tickets. That's all that. <laughs> hey, she is a she's and, a, and she she know how to you know maneuver around uh -huh. the different crowds and stuff. Yeah, and she would always she would go out. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to uh, because we didn't we didn't have social media, right. so we went out every night. Yeah, you had to go out. And you had promote. to promote. You had to go out. Had to we had to right. promote, and she was good at that. Yes, because I was still teaching. So a lot of times I couldn't go out at night, but Vera would go out. You go out. Talk see, about that. At that, that. time, I could go out at night and still get up and go to work because I did have a job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. you uh, have the energy. I, my thing was when I'm out passing out flyers and uh -huh. introducing executive suite to the ones that don't know, we gave the flyers to the individual so you would yes. know whose party is right. Right. We didn't right. put the car the. On the, the windows. On the windows. We didn't do any of that. Just so people can see your lovely We didn't do any of that. Lean in a little bit. There okay. we go. So that's how Thank we you. got to meet them. We personally mm -hmm. picked our crowd. You know, we didn't just go to anybody. We kind of mm -hmm. looked at certain things and then we right. eased the flight. So would you so walk some past... People, Yes, I did. Like, yes, we did. No. But if they asked, uh, no. we would give yeah, them a plug. But if they didn't, they didn't want to pay to get in. They didn't want to dress up. And everybody, right. you notice, everybody came to our You party. came dressed to they dress. They dressed. Absolutely. Yeah. Ab no, I did. I, I know. I felt like I had to be, be tight before. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. no, yeah. we can't just walk up in there any old way. So. Okay, so you guys hooked up. Mm -hmm. uh, Vera is now part of your team, she's doing your outreach. Where did you Where did you go to do this outreach? Everywhere, I could. everywhere. Now you it, had to be selected. I, I, no, no, I went to because you know back then there you was were going, oh, so you were going to other parties. Yes, yes, I would go to private other parties. parties, private parties. So right. you had your hit list of places. You weren't standing on 95th. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. We went to. No, that's, what, that's what we did. Anybody we stood on 95th. Given a party. We, uh, you know, yes, we went. We went. I mean, Pat was there, but you know, yeah. mm -hmm. I still would go out at night and you know, mm -hmm. go to work. So you guys are from Chicago, correct? Yes. Where, 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 where did you uh, grow up? Uh, Stateway Gardens, Bronzeville, and Bronzeville. It's called now. Bronzeville and Stateway. Adby Wells. <laughs> okay, okay. so road. so sort of the central part of the city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm West Side. Okay. I'm West. So you know when you're from you're from the South Side, people tend to like identify neighborhoods or mm -hmm. general vicinities. You know what West Siders say? I'm from the West Side. Right. They might say Austin. <laughs> yeah. But, but basically we say West, West Side. Side. What part West of West Side, Side were you from? I was uh I grew up uh on Sacramento and Polk. Across okay. the street from Manly. Yes, yes. Manly High School. That's where I grew up. And then we kept moving further mm -hmm. west. Were South Side girls different than West Side girls? I would say so. Yeah. yeah. How so? We thought South Side girls seemed more bushy and stuck yes. up yeah, yeah. back in the day. Okay. You know, that's they just, were. That's a yeah. reputation. That's true. Yeah, that that's was, true. Pat's that not patting. Yeah, we are. You are? Mm -hmm. more, I felt like... Uh, uh, we didn't. We didn't go to the west side. They wouldn't come to the west side. The right. west side okay. came to us. Exactly. Okay. But 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 okay. that's because they heard about us. But we didn't frequent to the west side. We uh, we were north. 
mm-hmm. north or in the middle downtown at that area. Okay. So that's what we kept our parties downtown. Right. Yeah, downtown. So you were centrally located, a mm-hmm. little bit bougie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. West Side girls had to show up. Lauren, yeah. Lauren, you 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 uh you need to say something? No? Okay. Very good. Uh, this is hysterical. I mean, it's not like I haven't heard that before. I mean, they they say that about the boys too. Yes. You know, I was on a panel with with some with some gay boys over the weekend, and they were like, "Yeah, the South Siders thought they was uh, duh, duh, duh. Yes. What's that all about? I don't know because I don't live on the West Side. <laughs> <laughs> I know well, the South Side, and right. I just know that uh, to me. Most people that came from the west side were kind of rough. Right. Yeah. Rough around the edges. That's true. You know? That's what yeah. they said. They said that uh, back in those days, mm-hmm. that we, uh, the west siders were more country. Yeah. We okay. weren't classy or sophisticated. Oh, well, as a west sider, you know? how do you feel about that? I, I beg to differ. You beg to differ. Because she lived there. Because I've, lived, I've been growing up. I grew up on yeah, the west there's side. There's some very affluent areas on the west side. They're, yes, they are. And some rough areas, too. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. As wonder, well does as Does it have to city. do with, you know, you know, I wonder if I hear this a, a lot about the west side. And I, I worked there for many years. That was my first, like, professional job in Chicago. And I worked in um, North Lawndale. And, um, you know, there was a lot of blight that's still in the community, like le- the leftovers from like the 68 riots and things oh, that had right. just not been rebuilt. And mm-hmm. it seemed like less of an investment in sort of the, the cosmetics of the community. That is true. And you think, man, I wonder if that has something to do with like its its reputation. Probably so. They, they said at first they were saying that mm-hmm. we didn't keep our properties up, but at the time, we didn't own a lot of properties yeah, there. Right. We were living there, and the landlords mm-hmm. controlled the, the that area right. of the, uh, you know with the outsides and things. Sure. But uh, my family, you know, as I said, a lot of people came here from mm-hmm. Mississippi yeah. and migrated. Some got to the south side, some got to the west side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right. they did stereotype us. Yeah. Because I was often told when I would go out and party and be amongst. Know the people. Yeah. Oh, you don't seem like a West Sider. Interesting. And they would tell me that. Interesting. Well, sure, you don't seem like a West Sider. I said, well, well what does that mean? Mm. Well, you, your your diction is good. You you dress nice. Mm-hmm. You you know. Yeah. I said, yeah. well, I, I you know I I have to admit I think growing up I grew up on the South Side in Morgan Park and the first date that I had with a woman was like you know I'm someone I met at the warehouse. And she lived on the west side. Mm-hmm. And I had a car. I was 17. I'm like, eh, I think I can find a west side. I don't know. You know, I got a, you had the maps back then. Yeah. Right. I got lost. Um, and it was, it was a bit of like a trip for me. Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't, it felt like a whole different city. It, it, yeah, and it, it just it, it shows you how like, how close and, and isolated you can be in a place like Chicago. Yeah. And when later, later on, when I went to work on the West Side and I really got to know it very well, mm-hmm. I would work with these kids who many of whom had never left the West Side. Right. You know, and I don't, that might be true for Southsiders too, it but is, I, I, feel like, I feel like, I feel like I got a real good sense of like that isolation that people yeah. feel. Yeah. But these women would come from the West Side to go to your parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they would blend in. They would blend, blend, blend in. Blend just fine. Just they were rain in girls. They were, yes. well, they, they were, <laughs> They were red. They were red. Right right oh my goodness! Came no. from everywhere. Came from everywhere, Did and they? it didn't you know, matter. I to go out of state and say you're Patton Vera. That made me. Oh. That made my breast that lilla. Oh. 
Uh-huh. All right, so look, I have a I have a ton of questions for you. What about uh, your influencers? So we talked a little bit about some of the uh, parties that existed, but what motivated you to to want to create? There, there had to be someone or something that said, you know, I want to create this space for women. So was it the the time that you were called into activism yeah. because of CKs? Talk about CKs and Augies. Well, just that they um, tell us what it is first. And well, CKs and Augies was a popular bar on, on the, the north, north side, side right? that a lot of women would frequent. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times the at this particular time, the mere fact that they had a black DJ mm-hmm. by the name of Phil, DJ mm-hmm. Phil Thomas. Yes. She was the DJ the there, DJ and Phil. during this particular time, mm-hmm. because of the music, a lot of women of color would frequent the bar, would mm-hmm. want to go to the bar, mm-hmm. because the music was nice. Right. right. I mean, if the mu- music had been country or some kind of other music, I wouldn't have never thought about going to August and CK. Right. And so, um, during a certain time of the year... Um, I never had a problem getting in, mm-hmm. me personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some of my friends, every time they would go, they would ask women of color for a public aid ID. A they asked them they aid ID at the time. The, hell? the public aid identification card was a green card. It was green. It was a green well, card. Why would who would have a public aid ID? Only people who they felt like black people had public aid IDs. So, so the assumption was that all black people. What is a public right. aid card? Let, well, at the let time, me ask you that, that was the identification for people on public assistance. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to sound ignorant. Yeah. I was just That's all curious. Right because okay. times have changed and they, don't, okay. they call it something else now. Sure. But at the time, when they did that, something just sparked me because I just felt like, oh, they just assume all of us are on public aid. Why would they ask for a public aid card? Don't ask me. Honey. Was it to be intentionally shady? Or yes. was it I don't yes. know, like uh, some kind of way? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the reason behind yeah. it. But I just know it made me angry enough okay. to want to mm-hmm. do something about it. So mm-hmm. I just picked it at the bar. You and by yourself? Me and some other people that I had involved. I mm-hmm. had this uh, white lawyer by the name of Rennie Hanover, yes. who was very okay. active in the community, mm-hmm. and she helped to kind of help me at the time because I was very active on the north side anyway. Right. That's why I knew so many people on the north side because I was involved in a lot of different right. lesbian stuff on the north side. Right. Lesbian Community Center, mm-hmm. Mountain Moving Mountain Coffee Moving House. Co- right. I was with the hotline for Wicca, they call it Wicca, on a hotline because I felt like they needed people of color to be mm-hmm. involved in those particular centers for lesbians. Right. And so I was always very active in that anyway. Right. So this just sparked me to just just make a move and do something about it rather than talk about it right. among yeah. my friends. Mm-hmm. And so. remember also they started asking for five IDs. Right, five, three or four, five, four IDs. Or five IDs so, for so us it, to get into their club. Right. So let's yeah. say four of us go to the bar. And two, they might let two in. Mm-hmm. And the other two couldn't get in. Right. So all of us would leave. Right. So that was one of the tactics that they used. Mm-hmm. So when I had the meeting with them, which I reported to the liquor, at the time I had report to the Illinois Liquor Commission, mm-hmm. and we had this meeting, they had to specify what IDs would be permissible. accepted yeah. or permissible mm-hmm. at the door. Okay. So that we would know exactly, and they couldn't, you know, just say, well, no, that's, if it's not up there, then mm-hmm. hey. 
mm-hmm. they had to specify. And I told them I formed an organization called Black and Lesbian Discrimination <laughs> Investigator Committee. <laughs> and I told them what we would do <laughs> was wow. uh, go to different bars and find out their particular tactics for ID identification. Okay. Uh-huh. And that's the organization I formed, but it was just for that particular. Did you did you find other bars were discriminating as well? You know, I really didn't care at the time. You just I mainly what we, but we did put the fear on the doorside that we were coming around, and I had white women to come right, and then to some of the bars. Sure, we might have tried two or three of them. Yeah, but, to see, but to for see the most the part, we just wanted was. to them to establish some type of criteria right. for what okay. IDs they would require. Right. And it changed. It did change. But by that time, you had already made up your mind you're going to do your own thing. Oh, honey, that's that that really uh, stimulated the thoughts real strong. Yeah. Because I felt like I don't well, we have to go to a place where we're not wanted. Right. We're not right. wanted and right. spend our you know, money. Hey. So we became yeah. a traveling lesbian. Right. That's right. <laughs> a traveling lesbian traveling organization. Lesbian. Yeah. Mm. Is there an acronym mm. for that? Okay. Right. That's okay. <laughs> Um, I, your your activism is really something that uh, is well known in the community. Um, so that you create these safe spaces for women, mm-hmm. uh, which was is well documented and well known. Um, and some sometimes there would be a little bit of flack, you know, around like the the music festival or the Mountain right, Movie right. Coffee House. Can you talk a little bit about, about those particular types of institutions um, and like? you know, why they were created to be women-only spaces and, and maybe some of the, the pros and cons of, of having those kinds of organizations. But talk, let's start with Mountain Movie Coffee House. Talk, talk a little bit about that. I can only say this. I know most of the girls that were involved in that, and it was for women, by women, and I think there was a need for it. Yes. I think that it, it grew out of the need mm-hmm. because we didn't have it. Right. And so that was one way for women artists to present their work to other women mm-hmm. within the community. And that was one way of doing it, mm-hmm. to uh, learn about women's music culture. And that was just needed. It was a great need for that because we didn't have it. Right. And I think that's how that grew out of that particular mm-hmm environment because there was a great need for it. The same with the Michigan Music yeah. Festival, which I attended 38 out of 40. 38 out of 40 she of those. And, uh, and you created a, a space for women of color. Well, I was involved it, in, in, in continuing it because one another woman formed it in the beginning. Who, who was that? Do you remember? Her name was Amoja Three Rivers. Okay. She helped with the producer of the festival. She talked right. about it. And there was a need for and that, this, too, this because was, it was mostly... Yeah, white women, so and we need Michi- a space. The Women Michigan uh, Music Festival. The Michigan Women's Music Festival. Thank you. Uh, apologies. Uh, so that had gone on. Does it still occur? No, no. it stopped in 2015. That's what I heard. I think my yeah. sister went to the last one. Yeah. yeah. She liked it because she could take her shirt off. Right, you could. She, she loved. Could she was doing that since we were kids. She loved taking her it shirt was off. Free space. Free Lana, space for women. No, not this. even male children, right, Pat? No, they had male children. They did have to let the under children. Under ten. Come. Under ten. Oh, under they 10. had a male a boys camp. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they did. But lots of women with no shirts on. No, no, no well, nothing. In the wrong. wilderness, I have yeah. to tell you a kind of a, a funny st- story. So I went on one of the Olivia cruises. Okay. And and the comedian, the African American comedian whose name Karen Williams. Karen Williams was there. And she's on the stage, there's like a thousand women on this cruise. And we're listening to Karen Williams, who is hilarious. Yes. And she was talking about the Michigan women's 
festival yeah. and she's kind of making fun of the folks she's like she gets there and they're like to the land you know we got to right. take the land back and she's like i gotta find my people so she's walking around and she's like oh there's the black people from chicago yeah there they yes, are so and they're like yeah girl they got the grills and the and the and the that was us the huge yeah. like multi-room tents yes. and they're like girl you want some shrimp fettuccine you know, there's no, there's no granola bars going on there. But right. she, she has integrated that into her uh, yeah. set about the girls from Chicago, and I was yeah. like, I know exactly who she's talking about. <laughs> That's Pat. The Vintage House Podcast is sponsored by FP Commercial Advisors, real estate advisors for professionals. Learn more at www.findersplus.com, and by Excursions Chicago. Chicago's very own monthly global soul dance adventure. Find their new dance adventure at excursionschicago.com. Vintage House is powered by the Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation, the only repository in the United States dedicated solely to the study, preservation, and celebration of house and dance music genres. Learn more at dancemusicfound.org. Subscribe and follow the Vintage House podcast on SoundCloud and wherever you get your podcasts, including the Apple Store and Google Play. Find the Dance Music Foundation on social media at Vintage House and at Dance Music Found. So, so Executive Suite has been uh, the recipient of numerous honors and awards. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So one of those is the Gay and Lesbian Hall of Fame in yeah, Chicago. All three of us. And, all three and of you us. guys were inducted as individuals or as a individuals, as individuals and, and, as, and an as an organization. That's bad. That's See, I told right. you these sisters. Right? Right. When were you inducted? I was inducted in two thousand. Okay. And I was 2007. 2007? I'm 2003. Okay, we got all three of you here. How did that feel? It felt fantastic. Was I was it? uh I was so surprised, you know. Yeah, it's one an of honor. My friends, uh, this white woman by the name of Marie Kuda. Yeah, yeah. She had asked that I be inducted. She mm -hmm. was on the committee. So when I got on the committee, I had to she brought the rest of us I had to in. Bring the rest of them. Yep. I know. You I had listen. To be I, I have. I'm also uh, honored to be right. a part of that group. I was and, on the committee, honey. I was voting for all yes. this And I and I love Pat because whenever I'm in the room with her, when those decisions are made, she's like, "We have to nominate people of color because they right, will not right. get nominated if we don't right. do it." And if so we don't do. It, we got to be there. I, I appreciate it. So I want to bring it back to kind of you know the intersection of you guys and house music do you play all kinds of stuff at your parties right. I've, I've been to the parties but i do remember distinctly like this is like house music mm -hmm. like it, you made kind of a shift you know there was a time in the beginning where it felt it was a little more r&b a little bit more you know uh down well, temple we, we have usually have two djs at our party okay yeah. we got the ones for the steppers and the r&b right and then we got Everybody else that for the house music, house, house music. music dominated it. It dominated it, our party. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. House music did from the beginning. From the beginning. Oh yeah, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So talk about your DJs. We've had numerous uh, DJ uh, in the past. Ron Carroll, Ron Craig Carroll, Car uh, Craig, Craig Cannon, Cannon, one of my mentors, Maurice Cole Pepper, yes. DJ Phil, uh, a young DJ lady. Linda Cotter was one of our first female DJs. Mm -hmm. 
And then we had Michael Isabuku, Craig yes. Loftus, DJ Phantom, and GJ Phantom, and so on. So we had a lot of DJs yes. during that time, but most of it was Craig Cannon and right. Ron Carroll. So yeah. when exactly sweet Pat and Bill with them because then Wayne I Williams, because you were still and you were doing it early, I, I was right? Doing it yeah, early. Right. Right. I was doing it early the, when they first started right. executive suite. He was Toronto with you guys in the beginning. In the beginning. Wayne was yeah. with you Wayne in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, right. I, I love I love all the names that you just listed and and Craig Cannon. Um, I was just doing um, I'm doing an interview with this Australian um, outlet, and um, he and I was answering some questions online. And he said, you know, who who doesn't get their due? When you think about the days of Frankie Knuckles, I think Craig Cannon does not get it. I, think so I don't think he gets his due. I know Chosen Few, I think two, three years old yeah. uh, ago, mm-hmm. gave him an award. Executive yeah. Suite has one yeah. from the Chosen Few. Yeah. They Chosen gave us an award. Yes. Uh, but I think Craig Cannon. If I, I, don't think, I don't think he gets it. I mean, he's been on the show, and we've we've had, you know, discussions before he passed away, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Right. Rest in peace. Um but when I look at the documentaries and I look and people talk about sort of the Chicago influencers, mm-hmm. his name doesn't come up mm-hmm. as often as I think it should. Yeah. And I, I think I think we got to correct that record right. somehow. Right. You know, we got we got to figure out how to do that. He's an awesome DJ. He well he he was one of my and um, also Ron Carroll. I don't think yeah, he, uh, he, Ron. You know, he's out there, but yeah. Ron he's continues continues to be a bad right. bad DJ right. and mm-hmm. a, a wonderful DJ. But yeah, I think uh, you know I loved Craig Cannon. Um, he was the DJ. Now, so we talked about CKs. I, I actually ended up working there. That's I don't know right, if you remember he, that. Right. Because right. he was, you know, I, I knew, knew him from the boys' party. He's just like, right. you should come and check this out. You know, I need a Saturday night DJ. And I'd never done a lesbian party before mm-hmm. because I'm an F-hag. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I, I just, that was my thing. I'm like, I, I like girls, but I'm not hanging out mm-hmm. with them, you know. We knew your cat. We knew your cat. That's right. Okay. So, <laughs> what was, you know, I have to ask this question. What does that mean? Fag head that like to hang around with the guys. <laughs> I mean, you know. And they're like, ooh, and no, you, I'm you know, not gay. It's a different kind of music. And they right, have, you know. they, were, they're big, they were the cuties, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh-huh. You know, they're definitely my eye candy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. but. The girls. Yeah. Yeah, all my girlfriends were like that too. They were yeah. all like, you know, like they all had little their own little gay boy cliques. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, right, hang yeah. out, you know. But uh, why did I even bring that up? Um, <laughs> for you know, yeah. because because Craig Cannon, he knew that, and he was like, if you want to spend for lesbians, yeah, uh, I showed up with my little you know crate uh, to CKs, and by that time it had turned black, right, you know, no. so it was like ninety percent. African American, right. so I'm like, oh, I can spend girls. I've been spending, you know, for years. I know what to do. And he's like, girl, that's cute. Now you need 15 records. None of them are in this crate. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are in this crate. So here, I'm gonna let you play mine tonight, and then you mm-hmm. next week you go out and buy these. They're five dollars a piece, whatever. Uh-huh. So of course I went home. I forgot all about. It. Came back with my same crate. He was like. Do you need me to give you $5 a piece for these records? It's the last time. So if you don't get them by next week, you're not going to spend here anymore. Mm-hmm. He was pretty stern. Yeah. But but it really taught me, like, you have to be disciplined. You have to know your crowd. Yeah, you know, you can't, you can't be so purist that, you know, people are just going to, you know, bend to your will. They're not. You know, no, if they don't let you're in a certain club, you got to appeal to them. And so he taught me some valuable lessons. So big ups to Craig. Right. Yeah. Frankie Knuckles is yes. the one who taught me. Frankie taught you Frankie how to spin. Frankie taught me. Lena, just a little so we t- can Frankie spin. taught me how to spin. He mm-hmm. said, you play to your people. Right. He said, music is like a, a, 
uh, a crescendo. Mm -hmm. You say it's a build. Yes. You say you work them when they come in and then you keep building them up until they get into the frenzy. Yes. You mm -hmm. say, once you get them like that, let them have it. Yeah. You say, let them leave out sweating, shoes in their hand. Right. And horse and wondering. Wow, that was what a party! I danced what? all night. What What do you What would you call a good night? A, a party. Yeah, when when you left there, when you left your parties, all of you, you know, and you felt like that was a good night. Was it about money? Was it about who showed up? Was it about who you met? I mean, what what was a good night I for you? Uh, uh, it could never be about money, money among black women. I think because one okay. thing but, that uh, pulled me in is like, <laughs> I like to see people meet each other. Yes. There are women that still out here today has been together since Executive Suite started. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had like 30 and 40 years until they marriage. Yeah. And I like bringing people together. We had a DJ that brought his girlfriend and his girlfriend left with another girl on our boat ride. Oh, well. This you happens. know, I just like bringing I wanna, people together. I want to address this because I do think this is something that happens. I, I noticed the culture shift when I started spinning for women. It was a it was difficult because women don't tend to go out as much as men. No. So they go out, um, then they meet somebody, and, and then it. It, and that's it. It's like okay, then you might see them like one that's every right. few parties mm -hmm. until they break up. Mm -hmm. And then they back, back out. out so you know this routine. Yes. Okay, right. so I would yes. see this working at a lesbian bar. I had the great viewpoint of everybody's like <laughs> I knew all the stories and who mm -hmm. broke up with who and it was just crazy. Um so so how did that work for you financially? Because you know, if you if you're doing a club, you would do you didn't do week after week, but you had parties pretty often. You know, could you rely on women? in the same way that you might rely on men to like just to support your parties. No, no, no. you can't rely mm -hmm. on women. Mm -hmm. No. No. That's why we really gave our parties uh maybe once a month. Sporadically. Sporadically. Right. Right. You can't do it, you every, can't do it every week. Well we started out we was doing it every two weeks. We were weeks. doing it yeah, every two every, weeks. Every, every, we right. were doing we were it. To do and then it was mm -hmm. fine and then they'd die off and right. then right. had then right. they wouldn't come. Mm -hmm. So we right. would build them Because they met somebody and got the U-Haul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like, why do we don't need to go out anymore, right? <laughs> no, we do it once a month. And then yeah. once, yeah. A once a month. month. And month. then Trisha, like she said, she was working. She was in the school. Yes. Uh, she didn't want to do it. So we'll do it every Mother's Day. Every Friday. January, right. February, we always had a party. Yeah. Mother's Day, we had a party. We had... Actually, the white parties for yes. girls started with executive suite. That's right. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the white parties. Oh, they I just loved them. So everybody came dressed just in white. Everybody right. dressed right. in everybody. white. Yeah. There was no white. Everybody like a bunch came of in white. Out there. And they weren't angry. Sometimes the theme parties. <laughs> they weren't angry. Yeah. yeah, we did a lot of theme parties. Theme yeah. parties, you know. So you said they weren't angry. Yeah, yeah. When we did the white parties. You know, sometimes I don't be telling me what to wear. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, you know, was a but when we but when we gave the white parties, it right. wasn't nothing in there but white. Yeah. Okay. Do you think girls are harder to please? Yes. yes. At parties, tell yes. tell us why. Well, women. Uh, We're particular. Uh, fickle and, and a lot and of fickle. Right. Right. And that's why you have to think of ways to. Uh, Stimulate. To make them happy, to stimulate, stimulate them different ways. So, 
You just have to think of different things. That's why I party with themes. Right. Yeah, different themes. So you have to kind of keep it exciting. Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. A reason to come out. Yeah. Yes. You know, I had raffles. We had different games. Yeah. Yeah. We always gave kind of something stuff. back. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, if you paid $5 to get in, you got a $3 gift. And they was right. excited right. to get those gifts. So, you, yeah. so right. you were doing it for the love of it. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah. it was. You were doing yeah, it a lot of it for the love of it. Well, I mean, it must have been hard because you don't, you don't do I, every now and then I see you might do a reunion or something like that. Yeah. When did you decide to like you know not do it so much? Oh, yeah. wow. And just get tired. Well, you, to you be know, honest you, with me, Trisha, and I don't know if Trisha feels the same way. After E two, it E2. got hard. It got harder to rent. And to e, rent E two was a, a nightclub in the South Loop where right that had to fire people, people died, died, right. were trampled to mm. death yeah, because of a fire. Yeah, we had one we there had one. Part of that E two, okay. And that's not on there. E2, but that the one with CC Beniston? No, no, we had that live. So, so, so that sort of took the took the wind out of your sail. Yeah, yeah. Because it got hard. They wanted to charge all this money and then. You can only have so many people there, right? And well, it just yeah, we just couldn't. It was just hard. It, it might have been time. Yeah, it might have been time. So, and speaking of time, we this hour is already up. Oh my god! Oh, I, I told you it happens fast. So, so yeah. what? What's next for Executive Suite? We're probably we're talking about we're it. Talking our last about dance. Our last it's dance. called last coming dance. together we're, and get. Why it gotta be the last dance? Because uh, I ain't gonna be seventy five over here trying to. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You, know, you ain't nowhere to made 70 this year. Well, happy birthday, Pat McCone. And I'm not. Black don't crack, people. Yeah, hey. <laughs> okay. So, hey, you know. So, well, wonderful. Yeah, Ladies. We'll okay. let you know when we Please, get please let me know. I will, I will be there with bells on. I'll wear white and I won't be angry. And you promise <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. Guys, yeah. You guys are our national treasure. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you. There's never, Thank you, there's Laura. never enough time. I know. Uh, yes. I, I hope you let me take some pictures of your artifacts so that sure we, can, can. we can do that oh, and uh, do share that. them with people on Facebook. Anybody in the peanut gallery want to say anything? Y'all want? I've been real quiet back there. No, I didn't want to like bleed over. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, can we give him a hand clap? Yeah. Thank you. Guys. Listen to Vintage House on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on WNUR 89.3 FM, WNUR.org, Facebook Live, and VintageHouseShow.com. I had a home fire, and I lost a lot of my memorabilia that I had through the years. Okay. And uh, we had uh, the first flyer, mm -hmm. Use Our Sweet to Meet, with women who are okay. discreet. Okay. Come join us at the executive suite. Okay. Ooh. Okay. That was the very first plugger. Women are sweet to me. No. Use me. our sweet. Use our sweet. To meet. To with meet. Women who are discreet. Come Ooh, join discreet. us. Right. Discreet. I think we should turn that into a song. Come join us at the <laughs> executive suite. Okay. Mm -hmm. Y'all need a y'all need a song. <laughs>